0: Hello and welcome to the Essential B2B Podcast, brought to you by Lead Forensics. I am your host, Joe Ducaro. This episode is a conversation I had with Brady Cram, Vice President of Strategic Engagements at Directive. Brady tells us a little bit about the differences between B2C and B2B marketing, how he got started making his own podcast, Original Marketing Podcast, and which thought leaders inspire him. So without further ado, here is Brady Cram's episode of the Essential B2B Podcast you find that working with with b2c clients and with b2b clients is there much of a difference these days or are they starting to look more similar would you say
1: i would say b2b is and should be more inspired by b2c i think there was the robotic b2b marketing that is phasing out due to some of the leaders i follow pep a lot the owner of winter and what he's doing with positioning within his platform i think it's connecting better with humans and being less robotic so i think that's the transition that's happening is b2b becoming more like b2c there's
0: it's certainly almost the motto of this show is that people buy from people exactly so adopt yeah adopting that sort of mentality to your even to your b2b companies it's it's essential now um so uh, you are also and this is what i'm very excited to talk to you about you are also a podcast host so yeah. tell us a bit Tell us a bit about the original marketing podcast and why you wanted to start a podcast in the first place.
1: Yeah, so my CEO, Garrett, he's always done content really well. He's always been into these shows and he called me. Hey, Brady, I want to do a podcast and he wanted me to do it with him. And so I said, yes, I've never done it before. I was scared to do it. And that's usually a good feeling I've realized in my career in life is, hey, if I'm worried about this and I'm scared, that means I've never done it before. I'm not comfortable and it's going to be a good growth experience. So I said, yes. And our goal is to do something a bit new as well. All of our marketing has been specifically to the director of demand gen, the CMO at SaaS companies. We wanted to do it in a way where you're not a marketer, but you learn, oh, wow, this is behind the scenes of marketing. And when an e-commerce site says only two left and they have a price slash, like that's all done for a reason. It's to make more money. So it's been a fun journey
0: it's something that i would have to commend your show on is it is extremely accessible i think you can have any sort of level of marketing and sales experience at all and there's definitely something for you in there so i urge everybody go and listen to the original marketing podcast It's a really good listen
1: yeah i appreciate it
0: (laughs) so has it proved valuable for your career then would you say have you seen like any sort of upswing in any aspects of your work life
1: i think it's been a good routine for me. I think it's just good to be challenged with bringing a new ad to the table every week to talk about marketing a random industry every week. And so I think just for mental, it's been really healthy for my career. But yeah, that's where I'm at with it right now. It's been interesting. Some of the TikTok posts have blown up half a million views on one clip on TikTok, which I didn't expect to happen. And seeing the reactions of comments and people agreeing, disagreeing, it's been fun.
0: I think even from the From that that one clip of TikTok, sort of blowing up from that, having a podcast, it really gives you the opportunity to nurture a community around it as well, which is a very powerful tool is there an absolute must listen podcast that you'd recommend
1: so it's interesting i watch a lot of comedy podcasts so that's my podcasting life is the kill tony podcast in austin texas i've really learned marketing and get inspired through video so i don't know if rory sutherland has a podcast but i'm always watching his keynotes and conversations on youtube is that's just my channel it allows me to search more by topics and choose the content i want to watch
0: what do you love about your industry brady and is there anything you would change about it yeah i think for me in
1: my position so i have the title vp of strategic engagements what the heck does that mean so i'm more on the executive sales side of things and i've taken my career in operations and i've brought it to sales and i have the i think unique opportunity of getting even if they don't become a client For whatever reason i get access to advertising accounts every week and i'm diving in there the most common one is google ads and probably linkedin and what i see on a consistent basis is just the lack of deep focus in advertising platforms and i think when you mentioned what do you think needs to change i think due to the macro economy this is actually changing right now i'm talking to more cfos and chief revenue officers when talking about google ads Right, there's a spotlight on these line items on the spend sheet and the cost of goods sold. And it's more of a focus that's ever been there before in my career. So I think that's what needs to change and is changing. I see so much wasted spend. In these platforms. I looked at, I segmented out search partners and Google ads in an account yesterday and saw that the Google search network had a two X row ad and the search partners network, and they were losing impression share due to budget. I know I'm getting very technical right now, but this is what I do all day, every day (laughs) is just find these things in platforms. You'll see spend going to international countries when the campaign is set to the U S and they're paying the tax on that spend. And they don't even know it's happening because of the way Google reports on locations. So. Yeah, that's a little bit more on my day-to-day. And I think the change has happened in B2B, specifically SaaS is what I experience every day, is just a deeper focus on what these ad channels are actually doing for revenue impact and not just vanity
0: metrics. And what would you say is your greatest achievement? It could be personal or professional. What's your greatest mm-hmm. achievement?
1: Man, that's a big question.
0: That's why I ask it.
1: I would say personal, <laughs> getting married. That happened a little over three years ago, so that's a big life accomplishment, I'd say. Career-wise, it's tough to pick one. I think moving to directive, I've been here, like I said, for over seven years. And so I think doing all the hiring I've done, talking to people on the sales side and director of demand general, CMO roles, it's usually, oh, yeah, I've been here for four months, been here for a year. I rarely talk to anyone who can match the amount of time I've been at this company. So I think that's a big accomplishment just with the knowledge of how many people are hopping around to new roles as their career path. I think committing to the one company and getting the experience I've gotten here has
0: been pretty special. I think they're two very worthy achievements. And uh, in terms of making the jump to to direct, as we touched on earlier, growth can only really happen outside of your comfort zone. So I think you're right. It is an accomplishment to recognize that you went, I don't know what this is going to be like. Let's give it a go. Whatever gets um, the
1: heart rate pumping a little bit. It's usually a good thing. <laughs> or a really bad thing. I guess I can go both, yeah. both ways there.
0: Just enough. It's about yeah. finding the sweet spot. Yeah. <laughs> Who are you inspired by?
1: Yeah. I think I already mentioned Rory Sutherland it inspires me a lot. I love just watching him talk about one of my favorite things with him is how he talks about time. And a lot of, he, a lot of challenges, the solution might be to reduce the time. And he always finds these new solutions. One of it was like a long escalator ride and they wanted to do a very expensive project to make the escalator faster. And his idea was let's put a mirror on the side of it and all the complaints about the length of the escalator ride dropped. So I just, he has brilliant solutions and then I'd say, My CEO, Garrett, just we've been along for this ride for so long and we're around the same age, 31, and the agency is 10 years old. And just witnessing him as CEO do this journey himself and pull in insights from other leaders that inspire him and then me kind of channel that learning through him, I'd say definitely looking up to him this whole time.
0: What do you find motivates you, Brady? What really gets you out of bed at the start of the day, start your week? What motivates you?
1: Yeah, I think for me... It's always goals, just trying to achieve something. Uh, I think personal life goals financially are very connected to (laughs) my career, obviously. And so it's not just like my internal goals on, hey, sales team, this is your quota for, we work on a trimester schedule, which is unique. I just know how that impacts me personally and financially in those goals of wealth long-term and owning properties and being financially independent and retiring one day. That's really why I keep grinding and trying to learn things outside of work like investing and failing there and hopefully finding some (laughs) wins every now and then
0: (laughs) we've talked a lot about your work and your career and that sort of thing and we touched on your podcast which probably factors Mm -hmm. into this slightly but how do you decompress from work how important is that divide between the work and personal life for you
1: yeah i think that's a good topic to talk about since remote life has happened because what i've learned is it's very difficult to disconnect when your office is one of the bedrooms in your house or for some people the dining room table i think for me it's sitting up even going down and refilling my cup of cold brew coffee going on walks as small as that sounds is important i enjoy landscape photography video games is another (laughs) just playing video games and watching tv with a wife i love family feud We you try to watch an episode every day
0: brady this has been a really lovely conversation i've really enjoyed finally getting around to getting to know you a little bit better what if you had one top tip to give to the listeners of the essential b2b mm-hmm. podcast what would you like them to take away from this conversation
1: yeah i think i i may have touched on it a little bit when talking about like auditing platforms and the state of b2b marketing, but be a realist when it comes to your advertisement. And when I say that really understand who is seeing the ads, when they're seeing the ads, how are they're feeling when they're seeing the ads and don't get lost in too much of the tables that all these platforms offer in terms of click-through rate and cost per lead and form fills. If you get stuck on optimizing that, you could be driving pipeline in the wrong direction. And so... I always like to challenge the realities of the advertisement. It forces you to spend more time in a search terms report. and spend more time searching those search terms, seeing what Google is ranking for those terms and asking yourself, are we aligned here? Are these people, could they ever become a customer? People who have intent for this and this is the content Google's algorithm is offering, but it takes time, but I think that's the mindset is be a realist and really try to understand what's actually happening and don't leave like digital and techie platforms as an excuse to to knock it down to the reality because it's simply people on the internet searching things. That's all it is. It's a pretty simple concept, Google ads and even LinkedIn, but it's easy to get lost in the spreadsheets and tables and all the metrics that these platforms come with.
0: Brady Graham, thank you so much for joining me for this episode of the Essential B2B podcast.
1: Yeah, thanks for inviting me. I'm glad, glad we made it happen after crossing paths in London.